how can you ever own anything when every contract you have ever signed or granted has been your fictitious double? Everything you've ever signed has been signed as a statutory 14th Amendment citizen. Welcome to the Conscious Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Griff. I'm a conscious serial entrepreneur with a passion for wealth creation, sovereignty and natural law, spirituality and consciousness, financial literacy, commerce, investing, and the game of money. I am the founder of the Level Up Collective, a conscious wealth mastermind in which I lead countless others through the process of unlearning most, if not all, of what we've been taught about the world and the game of money, and then relearning what the rules of this secretive game really are and how we can actually win at it. I was incredibly blessed to stumble across many of the secrets of the 1% at a young age. And rather than keeping it all to myself, I'm on a mission to share this information freely with as many people as I can. This podcast is going to challenge the very fabric of your reality. And at times, you may find yourself running up against some of your deepest unconscious belief systems. I encourage you to give yourself grace, keep an open mind, and never just accept what I say as fact. Always do your own research. I never want you to just assume I am telling the truth. I am not here to convince or teach you anything, but rather to reflect back and remind you of things that somewhere in your consciousness you already know. Take what resonates, discard what doesn't, and enjoy the ride. Now let's get started. Peace, 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 everyone. In today's episode, I want to talk about the illusion of ownership. This is one of my favorite topics and it goes pretty deep. So we're going to keep this quick, but we are going to touch on some deeper matters. And so my intent with this episode is not to get into super granular legal definitions or anything like that. It is to expand your consciousness and get you thinking in different ways. As with pretty much all of my podcast episodes, I'm not teaching you guys from a legal textbook I'm translating things in ways that hopefully resonate and can be applied in your life to free yourself, free your family, and pass it on. So the illusion of ownership, what am I talking about here? Well, first we need to lay some groundwork. The middle class wears ownership like a badge of honor. And it's really funny to me as I started to learn this stuff a number of years ago. Because this is 180 degrees backwards from how the 1% operate in their affairs. And what I mean by that is the 1% wouldn't be caught dead owning something. And some of you may know that. But what's interesting is people don't stop to ask themselves, what do they know that I don't that is causing them to act that way? Why do they never want to own anything? Do you know the answer to that question? So what I thought would be helpful today to allow you guys to kind of see behind the veil here, is to break down exactly what we're talking about when we talk about ownership. And after today's episode, whether you continue to live in the ways that you have been is between you and God. Doesn't personally affect me. I'm obviously trying to help free you guys, but at the same time, 
what I've come to learn in my journey is that we are all on our own timelines. So I'm doing what I'm here to do and you can continue doing whatever it is you're doing. So let's talk about what it means to own something. When you own something, a few different things are happening here. So let's break it down. Number one, when you say the sentence, I own this house, the you that thinks you own that is a statutory 14th Amendment person, all caps, person. Statutory means man-made. 14th Amendment refers to the Constitution. All caps, person, refers to a legal term. Now, I want you to type into Google Cornell Law person and read the definition. Or you can look up Black's Law Dictionary person. You're going to see that it means a trust, limited liability partnership, corporation, an organization, etc. So we've been calling ourselves persons all of our life, right? Are you this person? Are you that person? How many of us actually know what the 14th Amendment means, right? I've done full episodes on this. If you haven't seen it, go to my YouTube and watch the video where it says something like, J. Griff exposes the system. It's not the first one I ever did that says that. It's the second one. Break it down. Anyway, the 14th Amendment turned us from blood and flesh people into statutory persons. So the reason why this is the most important part of the Constitution, point blank, period, that everyone seems to be oblivious to is because from that day forward, you haven't been able to own anything. And part of that is because when you're a statutory citizen, a statutory person, you don't have rights anymore. Blood and flesh human beings have God-given inalienable sovereign rights. But persons, legal fictions, your fictitious double, right? The all caps you doesn't have rights. It only has privileges. And those are granted by mommy and daddy of the In God We Trust or the United States Corporation, all caps, however you want to think of it. So whichever way we spin this, when you have the audacity to say, my name is Karen and I own this house, get off my property. You don't own shit. It's an illusion. And your ego and hubris may be your downfall if you continue thinking in these ways and speaking them into existence. So let's go to number two. Once again, when you say you own something, the you you're saying or you're speaking about is accepting full liability by supposedly owning said thing in your person's name. So what this means is that not only are you not getting the benefits of actually controlling something without liability in law, which we'll get to, but you're not reaping the benefits, just take my word for it for now, but you're also taking on full liability. It would be like, how many of you have ever had to personally guarantee a loan, right? Personally guarantee it or you have to put up collateral. Imagine putting up collateral and personally guaranteeing it. That's a lot of risk. That's a lot of liability, right? And then you don't get the loan. You're just personally guaranteeing it. That's it. That's what any of you and all of you are doing whom are owning things. So if you own something, house, car, stocks, crypto, metals, watches, designer bat, like I don't really care what it is. If you own things, you're accepting full liability for owning those things in your person's 
name. And some of you who are like halfway smart might be trying to come at me sideways. Yeah, I know this shit, Jeremy. That's why I have LLCs. (laughs) LLCs are persons. It's no different. Literally no different. You played yourself. Number three, on top of accepting full liability and being on the hook for anything that may occur regarding said property, you're not even reaping the rewards of being able to control that asset. So let me go into an example. While you think you own your house, this is usually the easiest example because your average American, middle class, whatever it may be, glamorizes home ownership, which is funny. Personally, I've never owned a house. I have no desire to own a house unless it's a cash flowing property. A house is not an asset, but that's a whole other conversation. Everyone glamorizes home ownership, so let's talk about it. You think you own your house, but until you fully pay off the entirety of your mortgage, the bank owns your house. So this is just one example where because people don't have financial literacy, they use the wrong words and they contractually don't understand what is the truth. What's cool about law is that there's no guessing. You just read the damn words. Now, they're going to be dressed up in a lot of legalese and contracts intimidate people, so they tend to not read them. But it's very straightforward. If you look at your mortgage, you're going to see there's a lien on your house. And there's a lien on your house by a lien holder that's going to be the bank that is that financed and lended you the money to be able to afford your mortgage. And you make monthly payments to that bank. So while you walk around saying, I own this, you don't own this. And if you were to do something, that bank can sue the shit out of you for everything you're worth and more because it's in your person's name. That's what full liability means. Conversely, it's in your name. So they provide you the illusion of ownership. While you're making payments, it's in your name. But don't get it twisted because you weren't really taught or you looked over what it means to have a lien or what it means when you look at your deed or your slip of ownership, however that looks. It says lien holder. You don't own that. Now let's take it further. Jeremy, I paid off my house. Now I own it. There's no liability. Not true. Once the house is fully paid off, and you think you own your house, then guess who owns your house? Once it's fully paid off, it's not the bank. Who is it? It's the corporation to which you are an employee of. Don't think I'm talking about your job, people. I'm not talking about your job. I'll say it a different way. The 14th Amendment turned you into a corporation, a person, and you as a statutory person can be thought of as an employee under the In God We Trust or the United States Corporation. So, the United States Corporation owns your house. I'm just going to assume you're in the U.S., but wherever you live. Your government, but the corporation, the legal fiction of your government, of what you think of as your government, because they're all corporations, owns your house. And if you don't believe me, because I can hear some of you getting real upset, don't pay your property taxes, and you'll find out very quickly who owns your house. Are you guys sensing a recurring theme? What is going on, guys? I just want to take a really quick break from the podcast to remind you that if you're continuing to receive value from the Conscious Wealth Podcast, 
the absolute best thing that you can do to support us is leave us a quick five-star review and let us know how you're liking the show. I have literally nothing to sell you unless you happen to feel overwhelmingly inspired to join the Level Up Collective, our wealth mastermind, but I will never sell you on that. And honestly, we turn away about 40% of applicants every enrollment period. I started this podcast to give back and share the hidden knowledge that no one seems to be willing to share publicly, let alone share it for free. I'm sure you guys have noticed that we do not do any advertising of other companies on the podcast, nor do we run ads on our YouTube videos, simply because we're playing the long game with this podcast. We truly want to impact millions. If that resonates with you, help us continue to provide you top tier content by rating the show and sharing it with your friends. Thank you so much for the support. Now let's get back to the show. One type of person cares about what the piece of paper says. I own this. Yay. I own this. I get to tell everyone I own this. I get to inflate my identity construct because I own this. Feel so good about myself. And the other camp doesn't care at all about what that says because they know at a legal level, at an enforceable level, they have full control and ownership of everything that you own, even your time, labor, and money. But we won't even get into that. So this, this thread of what I'm talking about, this illusion of ownership, it's so important if you're going to become more financially literate and you're looking to really improve your financial IQ, which a lot of you are. We've been getting some awesome feedback. Thank you so much for those of you who continue to listen in, tune into the podcast and give us feedback and everything like that. You guys have really been telling us that you've been enjoying the increased frequency in episodes and that you've been learning a ton. And a lot of you are just very appreciative that we're putting this out for free, not charging anything, and we're not withholding anything either. So it's it's really my pleasure. I love doing this. I'm really glad to hear you guys are finding a lot of value from it. And having said that, I'm trying to help you. I know that this may not feel great, but keep in mind, like I was raised extremely middle class. You know, my parents both think it's a great idea. They both own their houses and, you know, they do the whole 401k scam and uh, social security scam and all of that. So I, I understand. I have empathy for it. I don't try to have this conversation with them, for those of you who are wondering, but for for those of you who follow me and who keep up with my work, I'm expecting that you're looking to change. If you're not looking to change, then you would have already turned this episode off, right? If you keep up with my content, you're obviously willing to swallow hard, uncomfortable truth pills in pursuit of a better life. And so... Yeah, it doesn't feel good to realize that everything you've been taught about money, ownership, wealth, and what what things are good ideas and what things are bad ideas to do when it comes to finances and law, all of that, it doesn't feel good to realize that everything you've been taught in all of those realms was a lie. But at the same time, it's almost the most liberating day ever. When you realize that, because now you're at rock bottom, if you will, 
And the only way, the only place you can go is up. If everything you've been doing is backwards and and wrong and enslaving you, that should also be equally inspiring because now you have so much room for improvement. So this concept of the illusion of ownership, it's so deeply programmed into us. And the way that that looks is, you know, we see it in the media and we see it in communities and we see it in friend circles and we see it on social media. Part of it's just because we're tribal animals and we want validation, but but also it is perpetuated a lot in the media and then it's passed, it's top down, right? We're told by quote unquote, those who know what they're doing, advisors and such, that it's a great idea to get a job or sorry, that it's a great idea to get, to buy a house, to own things, ownership, you get tax write-offs and we think that they're worth it, right? Oh, we'll get a little, we'll get a little uh, tax pardon for this or the the IRS will give us a little credit if we do this. And and they're doing that for a reason. They're hurting you in the way that they want to hurt you. So you have to ask, why do they want, why will they give us a write-off for owning a house? Hmm. It must benefit them. Imagine that. Maybe it benefits them a lot more than you think. Who knows? So I I really just wanted to introduce this concept. I'm not really going to go too much deeper today. What I already said was extremely deep. I would probably listen to that a few times, especially if you're newer to this, where I broke down point one, two, three, and four around the you that you're saying owns things isn't even you. That's a whole, like, go study that on its own. Then go study what it means to sign something in your name and own something in your all caps name. That means full liability. And then really sit with the understanding around, you don't own this, the bank owns it. And when it's finally paid off, you still don't own it. If it if it has a zip code, you can't own it. But that's a topic for a whole other day, and that gets us into alloidal land patents and things of that nature. Not an expert in those arenas, but it does go deep there as well. But the reason I wanted to introduce this today is because this is why trusts run the world. I don't talk too much publicly about trusts because to me, they're private. But here's what I want to say about this. While the citizens, you can think of citizens and persons as interchangeable. I'll call call those of you listening citizens. While the citizens all fight or flex about ownership and compare assets, which they're taking all the liability for and receiving none of the benefit of, as far as I'm concerned, the 1% own nothing because they understand that ownership is an illusion when we are all corporate legal fictions. I want you to think about this. How can you ever own anything when every contract you have ever signed or granted has been your fictitious double. You, do, you don't even know it. Everything you've ever signed has been signed as a statutory 14th Amendment citizen. For some of you listening, you might be 40, 40 years old. And up until today, you've been going throughout your life saying, making claims such as, I own that. I used to own that. I'm looking to buy and own that. That sentence needs work. Before you can be free, you have to stop perishing for lack of knowledge. Go read Hosea 4.6 over and over and over until it clicks. The reason our people are poor is because of lack of knowledge. 
You're so distracted. You don't have time. So many things are competing for your attention and energy. God forbid you use sentences in an empowering way and you stop using words that enslave you. When you say the sentence, I own blank, the I is incorrect. You're saying I from your heart or from your mouth or from your mind. That's people. That's you as people, blood and flesh. But blood and flesh can't own anything. In the systems that are created in present day today, you have to be commercial. All crimes are commercial, right? Everything is commerce. So if everything is commerce, then that's why we were turned into business entities, legal fictions. So when you say, I own blank, the I is incorrect. That needs to be rephrased. And then when you say own, that's incorrect. You could say you're borrowing it, renting it, leasing it. But Jeremy, I bought it. I have the title. It doesn't matter. You don't own that. So really, this episode isn't to mind fuck you guys. It's to suggest you may want to stop glamorizing ownership. And you may want to start glamorizing control. Ownership has full liability. Ownership means you can be sued for everything you're worth. Ownership means other things that you own can be taken from you. Seized, levied, garnished. Controlled means no liability. Controlled means other things you own cannot be taken from you cannot be seized, cannot be levied. So there's a huge difference between those two. And guess what a trustee is? A trustee is the controller who has a fiduciary obligation to an estate, to a contract, to someone's affairs, yours or others. So we're not going to get deep into trust law. That's going to confuse a lot of you. But I'm going to say this again. How can you ever own anything when every contract you have ever signed or granted has been your fictitious double, a statutory 14th Amendment citizen. So to wrap up, all I'm saying is that what I have come to learn along this journey is that ownership is an illusion. So I never even went that route. I don't own anything. But Jeremy, you say you're financially free all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't own anything. The most valuable thing you can learn along your financial freedom journey, if you want to keep it, is trusteeship. You have to learn what it means to be a trustee. This is how generational wealth works. Understand that ownership is an illusion. I never wanted to own anything. Instead, I control things with zero liability, zero recourse. So we're going to leave you guys with that sit with that. Definitely listen to this episode again. It was a short one, very dense. Just soak these things in. You don't need to take action right now. Just soak in what I'm saying until it clicks, because I promise you, I promise you, when it clicks, you will never walk down the street and look around the same way again. The way I see the world is so different from the way that you're currently seeing the world, I promise you, it's bananas. And you have that opportunity too. But first you have to unprogram all of the shit. So this is another episode of unprogramming the illusion of ownership. I wish you all 
an amazing day. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace and love.